Welcome to the Ban Arbitrage Network. This is Father Ken, and you are joining us in a new segment that we are attempting to do right now. This new segment, we hope to be about 10 minutes to give you an update about current happenings in the world of MTG Finance. And some of those things move very quickly. We are attempting to release these on Tuesdays and Thursdays every single week. And these segments will just be covering some of the quick hits in MTG Finance news. This is Witt's main idea, and we're glad that he's here to share with us. Witt, how are you doing? I'm doing good this morning. Uh, coffee's finally hitting the bloodstream, so uh, got that caffeine up. So yeah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. I need to be at church in about 15 minutes, so we're going to record this quickly, and it's going to be great. <laughs> Cutting it close, aren't we? Uh, and it's completely fine. Uh, I did get my coffee early this morning, and I'm I'm ready to go. So here's the first question that i've got for you what kind of stuff is coming up in the world of mtg finance all right so um right now we have streets of new capenna uh being spoiled for us uh, i think it was this last week late last week that we got a lot of new information including uh seeing the new allied triumphs i feel like that's so such a wanted addition and of course, my dog, by the way, is wanting to chime in, but I'm saying no. So yeah, we've got the new Allied Triumphs that have been spoiled. We also are seeing the Stranger Things cards coming out as the non-secret layer versions. And honestly, like after looking at the basic lands, I, I, I've got to say, Watsy's doing a good job bringing more basic lands that are just straight beautiful. Love how they have really focused in on the art aspect and bringing in a variety of non-traditional artists. Uh, to magic to allow them to really explore and figure out what magic could look like in the future. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's clean. I think it's beautiful. I'll be honest, going into Capenna, uh, New Capenna, I was not very excited at first because I've never been a big fan of the whole mafia type thing. But as we're looking at the artworks, I just can't help but think. And someone else mentioned this in Discord, and I was like, "Holy crap, you're right." It kind of has sort of a um, Bioshock vibe to some of the cards which is always i loved the game so this is just really nice to see that almost transition in a little bit more one of the things that really interests me is mana bases because i've i've played against some really awful mana bases in the past and it's it's just horrible to watch but to have these new triomes out that's a good thing you know the, the last time that we saw triomes like this was what cons of tarkir with the uh with their tri-lands yeah well so yeah ikoria had the original five triumphs that were enemy right. pie color but before that uh, i believe it was actually it was shards of alara that had the original tri-color lands like seaside citadel but it, okay. of course then later on in cons of tarkir we got the enemy version and then now we're into triumphs so it's nice to see that the mana bases are continuing to evolve continuing to develop and the fact that we're getting the allies means that uh, EDH players that do play the ally color commanders. Now they have access to this. And it actually forces commander players to find, uh, fetch lands again. You know, there was a, there was a time there, uh, pre COVID that a lot of players were going away from having fetch lands in their commander decks because it just didn't make sense for their play group. And now with these triomes coming back and having them be fetchable is, I, I think we'll see people start going back towards them. Absolutely. So one another thing that we also want to cover today is uh, some of the movements that we are seeing within MTG Finance. Obviously, I think MTG Stocks has been picking up on this. All our tools have been 
ringing off the hook, seeing what we're seeing. Father Ken, what uh, what movements are we seeing? I, I think the first movement that we're really seeing is unwinding clock. I am. Ah. It is just dumb to see it as a $28 card right now. I don't track YouTube all that much, but apparently a YouTuber is actually using unwinding clock in interesting ways, especially with that new, uh, new commander. What, what, what's that name again? Oh, sh uh, Shorikai. Shorikai. Uh, he's like this, he's the big mech that just came from this recent set. So I, I have no idea what Shorikai does, but apparently it helps untap things. Yes. So the thing about Shorikai, he is a four mana, uh, blue white commander that he's the first vehicle commander. So it's not even mm -hmm. a creature. Um, so he's got, obviously he's got a crew of eight. He's a big chunky boy, but the thing that makes him really attractive is his ability of being able to pay one mana and tap him. You draw two cards, you'll discard a card and you'll create a pilot. So the reason that yeah. unwinding clock, as far as I'm aware, I, I believe this is the main contributing factor is this means with unwinding clock you can do this every turn so that is a lot of card advantage that is also creating a lot of pilots which that's token at worst that's a one one token best case you have you know fodder to fuel your vehicles so i would say that i'm gonna guess that unwinding clock this is the probably the, the main reason as well as any other vehicles that are in this upcoming that are in the current set what what other cards is this hitting for what we're seeing, Intruder Alarm, I think, is also the other one. Because, again, you're creating tokens. And then with Intruder Alarm, you're, if you have Shorikai as a, as a creature, that means every time you're creating a token, you're untapping Shorikai, and you're doing it over and over and over again. Wow. I'm not sure if this is also because of YouTuber. Because fact of the matter is, there is just YouTubers everywhere. There, there is a, such a wide range of people talking about various different cards whenever we have new cards up. But one thing that both Unwinding Clock and Intruder Alarm have in common is, for one, both of them are greatly benefited by Shorikai. Two, they both are just straight up dominant when it comes to Commander. And three, the reason that we're talking about it, both of these cards were about $10 a week or two ago, and both of them now are sitting around $28 to $30. Um, we have been informed that in Europe, Unwinding Clock is still probably around 15 to 16 euros, but how long that lasts, we'll have to see. Do we have any other cards that, uh, that we're watching this week? Well, the main one that is really moving quite a bit is Hidegetsu Consumes All. This is a card that is legacy playable and first hit the, hit the list as a legacy playable card, which I thought was just baffling to me. This card actually is, is a three mana board wipe on turn four. Uh, it, it automatically uh, moves to the next level and it wipes out any one drop creatures or less. So just think, your Urza Saga Land, your Ragavans, your Death Shadows, uh, any constructs that you have, any, any uh, Dragon's Rage Channelers that are out there, any Monastery Swift Spears. This is a three-mana board wipe that actually does work on turn four. We've seen it go uh, this past week from a $2 card to a $7 card in its original printing. It's still pretty reasonable. The issue that I have with it is that it's one deck. Um, it's the control deck. It's the Grixis control deck for, in modern that it'll be played in. It's Grixis control in legacy as well. But then you think about the future. What other things are going to happen down the road? Is this going to be a standard playable card? That's kind of interesting. So do you think that this is going to be a card that's going to keep its $7 price tag? Or do you think it's going to settle back down? Actually, 
I think what we're tracking right now is that since this is a recent set, then there's a high demand, it's not going to see the, the decline. In fact, the showcase went from a, a $3 card uh, to a $20 card just this week. And it's absolutely unbelievable to think that the showcase is doing that. Definitely am looking at this card in the long term. I'm buying into it. Um, I, I bought in at two bucks and I'm just trying to hold on to them right now and see what comes down the pipe. Uh, I'm hoping that it turns into the, the regular version turns into a, a $10 card. I, I think I would out it pretty quickly at that. It'll be so. some, it'll be one of those things where only time will tell. So I just want you to think for just a little bit about what's happening with the Kamigawa set, what's going to happen in the long term, and how it's going to be affected as people start selling their extra cards in the next week. Yep. And speaking of uh, thinking of the long term, um, one encouragement that we have is also to keep an eye on the reserve list. Um, right now, there are YouTubers that are continuing to talk about the reserve list. We're also talk seeing uh, the Mishra's Factory uh, variants include from Antiquities. So that's the summer, the spring, the fall, and the winter. We're starting to see them show up frequently, uh, you know, seeing a lot of movement there. And plus, with the world economy being as, as turbulent as it is, people are going to want to invest into things that have a little bit more uh, solidarity. So right now, we're seeing a decrease in prices of Neo Kamigawa as more supplies being opened up. But I think that we very much in the upcoming months here could see a, a massive tide of reserveless spikes. So definitely something we encourage you to watch out for. We'll come up with a cool name. If you have suggestions for us about what we should call this weekly, uh, twice a week segment, we'd love to hear it. We want to thank you for taking time to consider your Ban Arbitrage Network as a resource in MTG Collectible Finance. So thank you for taking time today, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yep, you have a good one, y'all.